Hello, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> Tori Lombard Hello, everybody. Yeah. And Hello. 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 everyone welcome to the next installment of a very good family we are continuing today to talk about the third anniversary uh, the 60th anniversary third episode <laughs> called the giggle there was so much to discuss in this one that we weren't able to fit it all into one episode um so let's pick up where we left off um and let's keep going donna and mel oh uh, yeah nice i just want to say something though because i forgot to say this about the five generation i love how so many people think that david Tennant is just going commando the whole time oh yeah yeah because yeah. they split off the clothes <laughs> by logic if shooty got the shoes and the socks and the underwear what was david Tennant wearing his pants yeah he was just wearing the pants, pants. um I, my last, I just i remember that one closing thought on the toy maker no i liked the um salt and how that's how he got through, because at the edge of the universe, where only thing that applies yeah. is logic, David Tennant or the 14th Doctor invoked a superstition. That confused me a bit. So it's saying at the very edge of the world where there is literally a universe and then nothing, like that is it, the only things that can apply out there are logic. And you saw that with the no things and the thinking. Yeah. And all that applied was thinking. And David Tennant invoked a superstition. So he, there's, because there's this old superstition that ghosts and spirits yeah, yeah. can't cross salt. Yeah. Until you count every grain of salt or someone moves the salt line. Like, that's a thing. Like, that's in old ghost books. That's in Lockwood. They can't cross the salt. Yeah. Um, And by invoking a superstition at the edge of the universe where the only thing that applies is knowledge, he broke the barrier of logic and superstition. Yeah, or real yeah. and imaginary, which yeah. allowed the toy maker to get in because also it's the edge of the universe, so the toy maker knew how big it was. Yeah, yeah. So by invoking a superstition, logic broke a little bit, and games don't follow rules. Yeah, of yeah. I mean, logic. I mean, it makes sense because the toy maker always existed in its own universe. That's yeah, where, and that's what Tennant said. It was like a world yeah. under ours. That's where the first Doctor took place and after the first doctor won the game yeah like said oh yeah your world's going to be destroyed and you're not going to be and uh, yeah and then after he said to his companions like toy maker is uh, invincible so is his realm he'll just rebuild it after a while yeah hopefully he'll never be able to come back blah 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 no, 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 no. yeah <laughs> so, okay. so donna, now, and mel. donna and mel what do we think? Love Donna, and I quite like Mel. I thought you were going to say, Mel! Yeah. Well, I what? don't know much about Mel. Yeah, I felt, felt the same. Like, I mean, to me, Mel was just another character, because I yeah. hadn't seen her before, didn't know she existed, so I wasn't, I had no investment there. But, you know, it's I, I like former companions coming back. Mad Auntie I, Mel. And like, <laughs> Mad I Auntie think, Mel. Um, I think it's kind of cool, like, there, there is a like a unit series coming up, you know, they've, they've announced that there is a unit spin-off series. So yeah. I think it will be kind of cool to have 
you know, some companions in there. Like we saw Donna got a job there now. So, you know, that opens yeah. the door for Donna potentially. Which to was be so funny, Unit. by the way. It was. <laughs> How, love what's it. the pay? 60000 a year. And then Donna goes, 120000 She goes, 120 with five weeks pay. And Kate just goes, done, done. and walks off. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so I think that's going to be cool. I re- actually really liked, and they talked about it in the um, commentary about, you know, certain scenes where Donna actually didn't talk, um, you know, and, like, because yeah. her character is normally really mouthy, um, but there wasn't a whole lot for her, really, in, in this episode, and particularly in certain key scenes. So that was a nice change of pace for me. I yeah. liked um, after... I think it was good after Wildly Yonder where they really put an emphasis on the Doctor thinking Donna's stupid and loud and doesn't really know what's going on to she didn't make a lot of sarcastic comments when there were openings she didn't talk when there were quiet spaces and she swoops in and saves the day with this her temp skills and this random formula that she wouldn't have even known how to do in the old episodes like it really kind of showed donna's stupidness is like not a thing she's evolved yeah she's evolved beyond that (laughs) no no but like or or that the doctor doesn't see her as stupid anymore yeah no and she's learnt um a lot and you know retained some stuff that perhaps we presumed she wouldn't retain with the wiping memory yeah um Mm. yeah i thought um yeah i thought mel wasn't as crucial as I perhaps thought she could be. Mm. Um, but I do like the idea of all these old companions, you know, coming and, yeah, like using what they learnt. Um, yeah. Because previously it's kind of been like the companions they have this fantastic life with the doctor and then they go home and they, you know, they, well, if they get to go home, they go home and they appreciate, you know, the universe. Well, yeah, their normalness and their humanity and their, you know, their families and their whatever. And that's kind of been the implication. And it's like, well, actually they've had this great learning experience and they don't actually get to use any of it other than, Mm. you know uh, you know learning how to appreciate life and creation more but um yeah so I love the idea of these companions all sort of coming back I mean I would love to see like Graham pop up as a consultant on flipping like I don't know buses yeah buses (laughs) and gun shoes yeah they're um, in modern times and they're gonna have people, to catch a bus and graham's gonna be a bus driver again I'm he's gonna be a cab driver this people time people on the doctor who podcast have said that they would like to see people like martha back and gwen cooper from torchwood yeah yeah personally i would love to see gwen back because she is one of my favorite characters in that show mm-hmm. yeah. yeah other than the answer Gwen is uh, awesome, and Gwen is, Gwen. like, super awesome towards the end of Torchwood. Like, I yeah, really yeah. love her. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there would be there would be a good spin-off there to, like, just have guest slots from old companions. Um, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> um, Kate Lethbridge-Stewart going into Graham's yeah. Companions Anonymous 
yeah group yeah. and like <laughs> some recruiting yeah yeah, yeah. recruiting yeah because that's how mel got the job sourcing because, info. because mel was at the companions yeah Anonymous, she Anonymous was thing so that's obviously how mel yeah came to be here yeah. i think i think bringing back mel was a good choice because like they've said that they want to bring out old companions and it like brings back ones like Mel that we don't talk about that actually could offer more. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's right. Um, like, we obviously, all the companions in the modern era are, like, super well-known, but there are ones that we don't really talk about, like the Doctor's Daughter and Rory and mm. ones mm. like that. Like, they're not talked about when coming back. People are like, oh, bring back Martha, bring back Rose again, find some way to bring back Amy, like... But yeah. we don't talk about bringing back Rory or finding some way to bring Bill back into it. But yeah. in the old Who, while there are the big names like Brigadier and Ace and all of that, there are so many mm. that we, that we just kind of don't talk about and we forgot. Like, like, like we brought back Sarah Jane. We've yeah. got Kate instead of Brigadier. We brought back Ace. But what about the Mel's of old Who? Yeah. Mm. We could. I would like to see if they could do something and bring Adric back because he was a. Uh, old companion of the fifth doctor that uh, blew up to save yeah. the, to <laughs> save his friends from the cybermen i would love oh. to see if they could do something well i think yeah. cybermen. i'd love like, to see if they could do something with that and again. the doctor's granddaughter like she's yeah. never talked about but that's actually yeah. like yeah a flesh and blood relation yeah the doctor like who was the doctor's daughter then Unless it was the Doctor's daughter from then. But she died, so it can't be. But that would be cool. Yeah. Which one? From the... Lieutenant. No, but she's, she's still dead. alive. Oh, okay. The life sphere thing brought her back to life. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's like... I've said multiple times that I would love to see that Jenny come back. Yeah. Like, because... Oh, the, the Doctor's daughter. Yeah, yeah. Even in that one episode, I loved her. I would love to see her come back at one point. Anywho, yeah. <laughs> anywho, <laughs> I'm so funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a start. The last thing I had to talk about was the TARDIS's plural. Oh yeah. I love, I love how this was my episode to host, and then Lily just introduced every new topic. <laughs> yeah, Thank that you, was Lily. Right. Just say welcome. Bill co-host is co-host now. Um, the TARDIS's, the, the TARDIS with the four hammer. Yeah, I thought that was so cute. I love Shooty, that. Shooty that's is, another thing. Shooty is going to be my favourite doctor. I can tell you now, <laughs> he's going to beat Smith. Gosh. With the hammer. That's a bit cool. <laughs> With the hammer. In the TARDIS. Yeah. What do we think of the splitting off of the TARDISes and the... Yeah, I thought it was... I thought it was interesting. I don't... I don't know how it works, but I thought Same. it was interesting. Like, I don't understand how the TARDIS could have bi-generated it. I love how they worked it into that, it, but the only way they explained it is just because Tenon and Shudi did it, the TARDIS must have done it as well. No, 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 no. It was a prize. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Because there's it two doctors, they're the same person, but they both won, so they both get a prize. Oh, yeah, Tenon that's right. said my prize was for this. For the thing to stop existing, yeah. and then tenants like, oh, I can't leave the tenant, the TARDIS behind, and she goes, oh, what if, if the, the toy makers, like, what if, what if still the, magic, 
uh, power from the Toymaker still around. Yeah, yeah while yeah. we're still oh. in a state of play because he hadn't claimed his prize yet. So he reaches down and pulls out the hammer oh, yeah. and goes, oh my gosh, look at this. And then they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I get a prize. I won. This is my prize. Yeah, that And his prize it. was for another TARDIS. No. A lot of, like, on the official Doctor Who podcast, the host said that people would be mad about that because it's no longer the original TARDIS. But by that the, law, Shooty's not the original Doctor. Yeah, The I know. thing that I don't like is that they did this whole implication that David Tennant's Doctor, or the 14th Doctor, is now going to spend some time with a family and heal and that's going to be how his life plays out. But by the way, you still get to go and have crazy adventures. Yeah. I'm like, that I don't like because, you know, they kind of imply that the Doctor goes places just to have a look and then gets to leave. And, like, when has that ever happened? Yeah. Like, Matt Smith tried that as a re- reward. Sorry, I've just had a drink of water <laughs> stuck in my throat. Um. David, um, Matt Smith tried that with Rory and Amy as a wedding present and was like, oh, let's go visit this. And then they got trapped with Henry VIII and, like, um, yeah, all of that. It's like, so when has the doctor had another one of him to clean up the mess? I think. Yeah, that's true. So he could just go and sightsee and then come back. I think what's going to happen is the doctor is going, like, the 14th doctor is going to, like, uh, take uh, Donna's family on trips every now and then because he's already done it with Rose, already done it with Mel. So I think he's going to start travelling a lot less. Yeah. And then eventually he's just going to stop altogether. Well, he's got his family. But even if he doesn't stop altogether, like, realistically, that doctor is a billion years old. He can't say goodbye to the TARDIS. Like, yeah, yeah. that's been, like, that would have hurt him. And, like, when has, like, a workaholic, like, an addict to their work ever stopped and just completely stopped and been happy with that? Like, he couldn't not have a TARDIS. And it's like I keep saying, it's a reset. Like, they fully reset the TARDIS, too. Yeah. Like, they're starting from number one. What I really wanted to happen was that the TARDIS that split off from the one that Shooty hit with the hammer. I really wanted that one to have the tenth Doctor original interior, but yeah, just like I thought it did. It, I, would I love thought it, it was going to because when they had the two side by side, the lights coming out of it, one was a little bit yellowy, mm. and yeah. one was a, one one was very clear white blue light. Um, but yeah, then he opened it and it was the same. Because I was like, when it was on, I was like, it is, it is going to be his old one. But yeah. Um, but then they would have had to have two TARDIS sets, and I presume that one cost a lot For of money. For five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. so before we wrap up, what do we think for Destination Christmas? I love it. Like, Already? I, no, because they've released a few, like, extra images like and promos. They released the trailer. They had the shooty looking at his new Sonic, which I love, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
and they had like Ruby Sunday asking was the Sonic, and they just had a theme or two from that. They also released the promo for the new Goblin song, which is just a musical number that they have in that episode. Russell's really leaning into the musicals. I know. Imagine oh, if Doctor Who became a musical. Quickly, oh, I love that. Quickly. <laughs> Spice Up Your Life section. What do we think of that oh, before we wrap it up? Yeah. We have to mention oh, the Spice Up Your Life section. That was so good. That was brilliant. And I think that must have taken like a whole day or two to yeah. film that whole sequence. Well, he said they were doing crazy. it for like two days, I think. Yeah. And Neil Patrick Harris said that he's never taken a single dance lesson and that he couldn't dance. Well, clearly he can. Yeah, but I don't buy that for a second. He does musical theatre on Broadway. Oh, well, yeah, and we've seen yeah, him dance. Yeah. He did the dance number on Flippin' How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. He did the Tony Awards. Like, he has danced before. He may not be professionally trained, but he can yeah. dance. I would argue that if you've good. done musical theatre before, then you are professionally trained, because even if you don't take a dance, yeah, yeah, like, they have pro choreographers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but... That was another thing that was like something else. I was like, well, like it wasn't as complex, but it was kind of sound of the drums. It comes yeah. the drums, it comes the drums. Like yeah. that has now become my favorite song because I recently discovered it again. Yeah, and it's, it's like a my favorite song. song. I love it. Australian band. Is it Australian as well? Yeah. There are so many. Yeah. Bands. Is he from Neighbours? Yeah, I also thought, <laughs> no, because I also thought ACDC was American, so because I just presumed that. The lead singer all bands went are, to your high school, yeah. I know, you know. I know, that's how I found you, out that you, they you were Australian. Least, you at least know that the Hilltop Hoods are Australian, right? I don't know who the Hilltop Hoods are. <laughs> they went to our school. <laughs> I don't know who they are. And now right. we're pretty much just giving anyway. away our school. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, um, it was it was a great episode. Yeah. Wait, what did you think about the Christmas special? Uh, what was it? Church on Sunday Road. No, the Church on Ruby Ruby Road. Road. Ruby Road. Close enough. I'm excited, but I'm excited for Gutwa. Also. I was right. Got were regenerated super early. You were right. You were right. You were right. <laughs> yeah. Just have to point that out. Yeah, we were right. The your, your theory <laughs> box is... My theory that, box has been quite has your well theory, your theory flush box, lately. Your, I got that school have a theory, spirits thing have, on the nose. theory cup runneth over. Do you have a theory uh, for the Destination Christmas thing? Got was going to be great. That's not a theory. That is already well yeah. known. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... I can't have a theory because there is nothing to guess. Like, we're starting from... I think the goblins are going to be super scary. The photo of them, I'm like, They're dude, so if you like... They're cute and scary. Yeah, well, it's going to be like the... gremlins. Well, Lily, yeah, Lily, Lily let gremlins. me tell you something. They're cute, but in the song they talk about eating a child. Like a baby. Like it's actual <laughs> infants. <laughs> That's one of the rarest things the whole time. Eleanor talked about on. eating babies in good places. So obviously, it's fine. When? They are. When they're talking to Michael, she's like, when he's having an existential crisis, he's like, how you doing, bud? What do you like to eat? Do you want um, babies? Do you like babies? Do you want a hot, steamy baby? A ranch flavored baby? <laughs> Funny. Anyway, um, I'm not good back to Doctor Who. I think. <laughs> I think it'll take a little bit to get used to the styling of this doctor, like seeing him dance in the bar and, like, 
Yeah. Like, I love it. I love the, that. I don't know. I want to say the sexualization of the Doctor. I think that will take a little bit to I get think, used to, but I don't think that's necessarily going to be a bad I think, thing. I don't think it's going to be a bad thing. That's. I don't love that they've grabbed Gatwa and then immediately launch into the whole, like... Yeah, the mesh Gay dance club! Yeah, I'm like... Yeah. Mm, um, it would be amazing if we see Captain Jack and Judy interact with Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I love about Doctor Who is that they don't overtly sexualize anyone. Yeah. And any yeah. characters. And if they start doing that to the Doctor, I'm not going to be happy. No. Just but because also, it's him. The like... focus of the show is shifting. Like Russell T Davies has said that um, he's moving the show into more of a fantasy style of show rather than science fiction. He which I'm fine that, with. Which I'm, no, I'm pe- fine a with. lot of a lot of diehard Doctor Who fans are not happy about that. I'm fine um, with. Well, I guess yeah. the sci-fi techiness of it is what made Doctor Who so different from everything. It's what made it Doctor yeah. Who. I, but I love a good fantasy. I Anything like that's it. my my realm. I like mm. it. I just think that Russell needs to find a good balance with fantasy and sci-fi because it's mainly a science fiction mm. show. So I think mm. instead of I don't just, think he will. I think, I think it, he will. I think it like has to have a really good balance for it to be okay. Because feels uh, if it was like seventy five percent fantasy, twenty five percent science fiction, I would not be happy. I think. Um, I think, though, when you look at shows now, like modern TV that fit into that sci-fi fantasy thing, the majority of the popular shows are more fantasy than they are sci-fi. So I don't necessarily blame him for evolving yeah. Doctor Who well, a little bit. we very yeah. much um, come out of the, like, Star Wars, yes, Star Trek, sci-fi yeah, is not really yes, a thing exactly. now. exactly. It's kind of moved on, like... We've moved yeah. on. Moved on. Oh. Yeah, the fan base has kind of moved on, so I don't necessarily blame him for moving into that realm. So I thought that was another accident then. Um, <laughs> American but, Roads. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I just, like, there was a few things in the trailer that I'm like, yeah, this is going to take a little bit of getting used to, but yeah. it's also, like I said um, the other day, Doctor Who evolves itself very well, and it always has done. It's always pushed boundaries. It's always um, spoken into um, politics and, you know, it's that's not a new thing for Doctor yeah. Who. Um, so, you know, the complaints of those diehard fans that it's changing, it's like you have watched a show probably since its beginning or its inception or, you know, from from Even your you, adolescence yeah. that has evolved and changed. So um, I don't think – and if people start watching, well, so what? That's going to be heaps more people that start watching because Judy Gart was in it. Um, and now that it's on Disney+. Plus. And it's on Disney+. Plus. Um, so I'm okay with it. It's just I think it'll just take a little bit of time to get used to it. But also it's that same thing of, you know, right now you're looking to go, oh, it's weird that there's two doctors and blah, blah, blah. But in two episodes' time, you're not even going to be thinking about the 14th doctor yeah. living away with Donna. You're going to be concentrating on um, oh, the 15th. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And we'll all start to get to know Ruby and, 
yeah. see what she's like and, as and, well. And that's it. Like, every time there's a new Doctor and new companions, there's an adjustment period. Yeah. Because you're used to watching, you know, the previous one and you fell in love with the previous yeah, one. Yeah, and you're, and, like, you know, you're in essence, you're, in, you're grieving yeah. the loss. Like, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to take it. It's going to take a bit of an adjustment, even though, like, we are pretty confident we're going to love Shooty's Doctor. Like, it's still going to be an adjustment. Um, you know, there's a new showrunner as well, so there's another writing style and, you know, all of that. Yeah. So there's lots of changes that have all happened at once. Yeah. So that's it for us, currently? Yeah, I don't think we've got much more to say. We've depleted all our theorist energy. Yeah. We have. So, thank you for listening to a very Ood family. Please follow us on all the socials that we have. And uh, remember to stay Ood, everyone. That was a very tired... <laughs> it was. Stay Ood. I'm Stay Ood, everyone. Stay Ood. Yeah. Bye, Bye. Go watch more Doctor Who. Woo!